Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a uh, a big girl sitting on our couch. <laughs> that is not something you say to a pregnant woman, <laughs> by sure? the way. Which word? Should Are I you sure? Here? I can't say that. Well, uh, bigger than normal. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't she's, take she's okay with it, being that she works with bodies as well. Yeah. But I would say for future reference, don't ever big call skin? a pregnant woman a big girl. If big it's bone, their first, big bone. maybe second, they've got over it. <laughs> yeah. Sure? Hey everyone, it's Amanda and we have my work bestie on the couch. Uh, her name is Megan and she's a registered massage therapist. And uh, I'll give you a slight backstory. Megan and I met when we were 12 years old through a mutual friend. And uh, we never really kept in contact. You know, we'd see each other sometimes. And then in my Why late did you teens, not keep in contact? Uh, it was just, we went to two different elementary schools and yeah. we had a mutual friend. So we would see each other like if we were hanging out with her. Your mutual friend went to your elementary school? Went to my elementary school and she knew Megan because... Megan's elementary school and my elementary school would do shop and home ec classes right. together. So, yeah. 1990, right? whatever, yeah. <laughs> you so, know, when, when I was doing that in school, every time I'm in school, like when I was in elementary school and high school, I never made friends with anybody else other than people that were in my school. I don't know yeah. why. I almost felt like, like everyone else was Rivals. the enemy. Rivals. Yeah, and so I didn't necessarily make friends with anybody there, but uh, one of my friends, um, whom you know as well, she's just a social butterfly, and she she ended up making friends with a whole bunch of people from Megan's school, Megan being one of them. thought you were going to say she ended up making out with a whole bunch of people <laughs> from Megan's school. <laughs> I think, that could uh... have happened too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, she's one of those friends. No, no, that was me. I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> See, I learned things about you. Well, anyway, this. so Megan and I met when we were, yeah, like just little kids, 12 yeah. years old. And then in my late teens, early 20s, one of my other friends, whom happened to have the same name as the original friend, funny enough... Um, introduced me to a friend of hers and it turned out to be Megan's stepsister. And so I became really close with Megan's stepsister for a little while. And eventually Megan's biological sister and I became workout buddies. She went through the whole family. I know, yeah. exactly. I, cl I climbed to the CN Tower with your sister. Did you know, know that? Know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And, yeah, and then so, I mean. It was through, destiny. It was basically it was, destiny. It was destiny. So through the years, <laughs> Megan and I would always run into each other, whether yeah. it was me hanging out with her stepsister, me working out with her sister or just at parties. And at a party one night, um, Megan asked me about massage therapy because mm -hmm. I was already a massage therapist and she was thinking about getting into it. And she ended up enrolling at the school that I was working mm -hmm. as clinic supervisor. So I don't even know if that was because of that. It just happened. I actually wanted to go down to CMTO, but they had moved. I think their office downtown. They'd moved, I think, before they were at. Oh, you mean CCMH? CCMH. Yeah, sorry. you wanted to go to CCMH, CCMH. originally. But uh, it was so far for you. It just was like. You know, you're working full time, you're going to school full time, you're lugging all your supplies. And I was like, okay, what's going to set me up for success the closest school possible? Um, so, yeah. And then it, and I'm so glad I chose that school as well because I felt I just it was a better experience. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it just so happens that you it went there, worked so there, supervised all the there. Connections. I didn't like you when I first saw you. Why? You thought I was like. She he first met you. <laughs> I, let's, let's get it out. I'm like an introvert, though. Like, yeah. I'm not the, I'm not like, you know, bubbly and shit like that. Right. So <laughs> no. when, when I first saw you, you were overly bubbly. Was I? And I was like, this I, was I at this is too much our energy. mutual <laughs> friend's twenty fifth birthday party, and you were doing karaoke on stage. When so that was I Mark's... never do karaoke. Well, I think actually somebody else was singing, and you were like a fly girl dancing in the backgrounds. And oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Mark was, was like, I was who is this bro? Like, come on. <laughs> 
Of course, <laughs> my we were two, drinking. We my were two colors. Yeah, yeah. Was it Michael Jackson? It was Michael Jackson. <laughs> I have so many photos That's from that best. night. We yeah. were so young. Yeah, you're you're not the person I thought you were going to be. I actually. just really dumbed it down when I first started having kid after kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also at that time you and I didn't know each other that well. I think that was probably our first conversation yeah. about massage, maybe. And yeah. uh, so then Megan uh, came in as a student, and I saw a completely different side of you because I only knew you from parties. So mm-hmm. I knew you over drinks. That's, yeah, that's yeah. not you. So I uh, got to know Megan in school and I ended up getting pregnant that year. And Megan was uh, finishing up in clinic. So she was going to be doing her OSCE. And so she had sent me a text message one night saying, do you want to come by? I'll give you a free treatment because she wanted some pointers and some help studying for the OSCE. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I decided... I'm going to talk to her about taking over my maternity leave. All the memories. All the memories. I remember all all of it. And so I sort of approached her with the idea, you know, if everything goes well and you get registered, it'll be perfect timing for you to... It really was perfect timing. It was perfect timing. And the clinic was busy. So it was like you could go in and start making money immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Which every RMT like dreams of. Exactly. And for me, it was like somebody I know taking over the practice, somebody I trust and somebody that I knew I could keep in really good contact with. So... Yeah, that was sort of how we became work besties. The beginning of our true romance. <laughs> you guys have a romance? Uh, yeah. I even talk about you. I don't know if we've I've ever told you this. I talk about you when we do our business course about the importance of having a voice and a, cer- a specific type of branding and imaging and how that voice needs to carry through in everything you do. You know, the way you present yourself, the way you speak to your clients, the way you sign off emails. And so I use the example of how different you and I are as therapists and the way I sign off my emails versus you. You sign off all your emails with love and light, Megan. People know what to expect when they see that. (laughs) Sparkles and... Rainbows and cupcakes. She redecorated my treatment room in like pink and purple. It was mostly purple. It was mostly purple. And beige. You said that like you're... Like you're not a she's fan. She's not of mad. Pink. She has two girls. I'm not. I'm not mad. But can you imagine me having a pink and purple treatment <laughs> room? No. But it worked for Megan and the clients. The clients really liked her. And when I came back to work, there was a very clear line of the people who were waiting for me to come back and the people who were so happy that Megan was there. So it worked out really well. We weren't really cover fighting more, over people. Cover more clients. Yeah, it was people. great. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's what we're here to talk about today. After that really long backstory is <laughs> about. Being a mom and an RMT, so working while pregnant, uh, going on maternity leave, uh, EI benefits or lack thereof. There's a lot of questions that float around on the Facebook groups about Mm -hmm. how do I go about doing EI? Is it worth doing EI? Blah, 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 EI. And um, I mean, I don't know any of it. So it's perfect. You're going to get two perspectives today because I am pro EI and I opted to go that route. So I've got that information and Megan went the other way. Mm. Yeah. Um, My reason for not like... I I thought I would want to do it in the beginning, but I had difficulty even getting into the program. Like I went into the service Ontario and I went into a couple offices and sat down with them. And I was like, how do I properly sign up for this program? No one could help me. So I, I almost thought that was a sign from the beginning. Um, I talked to a couple of people. One of my uh, my sister in law, she is a um, she's a naturopath, and she did sign up for it. And she said, so I was just gathering information, like, is this worth it? And she told me that you're paying into it for the rest of your life. So it depends on how long you're going to use it, how many times you're going to use it. Like, is it really worth it to? Are you going to put put out more money than you're going to get back? And I don't know. I guess I start. I kind of started missing the window anyway because I was already pregnant. So my recommendation, if you do decide like 
do your list of pros and cons. But if you are going to or you do feel like you financially are going to need that support while you're off, apply before you get pregnant because you're just kind of screwed if you don't. Yeah, we'll go yeah. through the, the technicalities for sure. Um, before we do, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, like how long you've been a therapist, what type of practice you have, what baby number this is, because for any of you that don't know, Megan's sitting on our couch pregnant as we speak. So this is the perfect time to have this discussion. <laughs> <I'm a good laughs> interviewee. Um, okay, so my name is Megan. Um, I've been an RMT for about six years. Um, I originally started out working at a clinic in Richmond Hill. Um, which I am still there. And I covered Amanda's maternity leave for a few years and stayed at that location. And then just kind of, um, I just couldn't keep up with kids and two jobs. It was just like, could not do it. Um, just felt I wasn't giving my kids like the attention they needed. And mm-hmm. I just had to kind of weigh it out. So that's it. I've, um, I'm on baby number three in the last, it actually really impacted my career because you go like full tilt in the beginning and you know, you, you have all these visions like, okay, I'm going to have my clinic or I'm going to, you know, graduate to this and this. And once you start having kids, like your focus shifts, which you still have these goals, but you're like, I couldn't even possibly really focus on this myself personally um, until I'm like 40. Cause I just don't see it being a successful venture if I'm, my partner is also uh, self-employed, so there's a lot of strain there because he has kind of this rolling schedule of like any time, any day. So I think that's also kind of uh, weighed a lot on my schedule where I'm only available for so much time. But anyway, needless to say, I'm on <laughs> baby three. Um, so I've worked through each pregnancy right up until maybe a month or a couple of weeks before um, so yeah, let's start there. I mean, mm. I've got so much information about EI, but before we get mm-hmm. into that, I wanted to talk about just the struggle mm-hmm. of being pregnant in this profession. Like, yeah, there's many more jobs that are more physical, but this is a type of job where yeah. you really need to be giving your all to your clients when you yourself are not getting your all, totally. you know, like this, this baby that is growing inside of you is sucking all of your energy, uh, your brain cells, like just I had the dum-dums through all of my pregnancies. (laughs) I I know she walked in here saying (laughs) I need to take my fish oil first because I can't form words. (laughs) Uh, Like it's it is really difficult for any woman to work through pregnancy. But this type of job where you're standing a lot, you're dealing with a lot of different people, a lot of different energy. God forbid you have acid reflex. Right, (laughs) right. And I mean, the nausea. I remember treating somebody in my first trimester with my first baby. And I don't even know if I had told my clients yet that I was pregnant. And I remember um, just having a bag of crystallized ginger in my treatment room and popping them. Like, oh, okay. Just, you know, just sucking on them through treatments really? because I felt like I was going yeah. to throw up on yeah. my clients. It was awful. What's the worst trimester to work through? As an RMT, I feel like the first, first was the hardest for me. I feel like the first. You're you like would you exhausted. would think it would be when you're enormous, but no, yeah, like it's that third. the exhaustion during the first trimester of pregnancy is something you can't put yeah. into words and yeah. you can't understand until you've done it. It's not like any other tired. 100%. It's not even like you know not sleeping for three days. Yeah. It's this kind of exhaustion that everything just everything feels difficult. Yeah. Moving your arm, opening your eyes, even <laughs> answering a question. Yeah. You know, like you don't even want to talk sometimes. You just want to yeah. do absolutely nothing. It's painful. And you're exhaustion. not exactly like I'm chugging coffee. What can you use as a stimulant? Not much. Right. There are people who drink coffee and um, I have on and off in different, like <laughs> through different pregnancies, but 
you know, you'd rather not go hard with the coffee. I also don't, I don't don't think it works. I don't think there's anything that to give you energy because I mean, you're creating a whole other person as you can imagine. Your body is doing something, (laughs) something miraculous and you're, yeah, you're, all of your energy is sucked out. It is so difficult to even get out of bed, never mind go and then give all of your energy to your clients. And then if you have kids, then there's like another times two, right? So now you're like, oh my God, especially mostly your mom if your kids are young is doing a lot of the beginning stages and then you have to get it together get to work like my after my first um so in between my first and my second child I would go to work in the evening so I would be at home all day with him doing all the mom stuff doing all the house stuff doing all the cooking stuff whatever and then I'd go to work and I'd get home at like 11 and I realized what was I thinking with that schedule? Like, I mean, (laughs) you know, you think leaving the house, ah, finally, I'm just have some downtime, but you're like, now I have to work all night. Like, what am I doing? I remember between my first and second. um, So my first was two when I, or just, just about to be two Mm -hmm. when I got pregnant with um, the second and, or sorry, she had just turned two. Wow. I can't even remember. You need some fish oils. I need some fish oils. So, I had a two-year-old at home and I remember I would go to work and my schedule at the time was pretty decent. I think my longest day was maybe like 10 to 8. That was sort of my my long long day. day. It it is still a long day, Mm -hmm. but I'd go to work all day and then I would come home and I was just spent and I had nothing left to give her. Like emotionally and physically, right? It's not just... I was spent. So I had nothing left to give her. And I remember um, so many nights me laying in her bed and Mark would read the bedtime story. And by the time he was done reading, I was snoring. (laughs) You're like, thanks Absolutely. (laughs) He would have to wake me up and to bring me to our bed because (laughs) I Sounds like me these days. Oh, I just couldn't function. It was really, really exhausting. Because yeah, I mean, trying to have energy for a two-year-old when you're pregnant That's and working age. through all of that it was yeah. <laughs> two to three so the long-winded answer of which trimester is hardest to work through first mm-hmm. but i mean I they agree. all have their challenges but uh, to, just to add to that i think like my first pregnancy i did acupuncture like it, it depends what what you do during your pregnancy also to give you energy to, to take care of yourself right so i felt ac- acupuncture really did a lot for me and my first pregnancy was mostly a breeze so I was going into my second pregnancy thinking, okay, it's no big deal. I'm going to get through this. And I was just, I felt sick all the time. I was so tired. Like I, this is a boy versus a girl. And just the way my body handled it, like I, it was rough. Like yeah. I was leaning over people feeling like, oh my God, could I throw up on their back at any moment? Because I just, or if I like had the wrong drink or something, then I'd be having acid reflex and just feeling like, uh, like the acid not, reflux yeah. was really hard the second time around. Yeah, I found papaya enzymes helped finally. I, my midwife told me that, but um, yeah, that was rough. And then this pregnancy has been decent, and I'm having a boy again. So I do think like girls are harder on your body because of all the hormones, but everybody's different. So yeah, I think just every pregnancy is different. You never mm-hmm. know what to expect because I had two girls, and the two pregnancies couldn't have been more different. Yeah. And I did the same sorts of things, you know, like I was yeah. doing yoga through them. I was yeah. getting prenatal massage. I was seeing my chiropractor. Yeah. I, w- I was doing all of the things that I should be yeah. doing. Um, I was probably in a little bit better shape with the first just yeah. because, you know, before that I was working out regularly. Totally. That's huge. And not having a second child at home meant you could rest. me time was me time. Exactly. So I could go home from work and take, actually, when I was pregnant with the first child, mm-hmm. um, it was at the time that Mark was working evenings. Mm-hmm. So I would get home usually around 7, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. 
And I would go to sleep for an hour to oh, an hour and a half. Dream. And <laughs> I would wake up in time to sort of make a late dinner for when he came home from his evening shift. Yeah, yeah. So then we could eat. A nap and then, makes a huge difference. Oh, like a nap, nap I feel incredible. like I can get through the day. Yeah. Oh, can I mention I also have a little needy dog. So that's like also my other kid that just constantly needs my attention and walks and all that. So yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, working if I don't get a nap, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's, and I'm working part-time people. So I'm sure we can talk about schedules later, but and flexibility there's not all negativity here it's just no, no. we're just talking about like physical aspects and i do think you know it's up to you like try and get your chiro try and get whatever body work you can because it'll really help you get through um but i could not get through this job if i didn't have chiro or some type of help was there ever the thought for either of you guys like i'm not gonna work during pregnancy no or it was it just an not option. an option it no, was just not exactly an option if it was an option would you have would you have done that no i just feel like then you're just no then I, you're just waiting what's the point and it's good for your body to be moving i don't know around. man if if i don't know no. if i didn't have to work i think i <laughs> to be honest with you, majority of the time I didn't mind working. Like okay. I said, the first trimester was very hard. Once I regained my energy and the nausea kind of went away in the second trimester, mm -hmm. I was happy to be treating clients. Mm -hmm. And it started my fascination with prenatal. Mm -hmm. You know how I'm obsessed with prenatal, mm -hmm. like I'm doing the doula mm -hmm. thing now. Um, being pregnant, I felt like I was attracting so many pregnant yeah. women. Yeah, and are. so I was getting Which so Which is hard, by many... the way, to do pregnancy massage on a pregnant person I while you're know. pregnant. I was, I was loving it. like belly it. to belly. No, okay. I'm not that tall and I hate it. It kills my back. Oh, I loved I it. I, oh, okay. I honestly in, enjoyed- You connect like, with them, but like it's not great yeah. for body. I enjoyed shifting my practice that way. Yeah. And so working through the second trimester wasn't bad. And with my first, my third trimester actually was not bad either. I yeah. worked up until I think 37 weeks yeah. both times so i got a good three good. weeks before plus if you're getting it. ei you do want to go as long as you can right for Absolutely. me it was different because i was like eh. and then i gave birth early twice so i'm kind of glad i took that extra little time yeah off, but. okay so i mean working through pregnancy is difficult and then it comes to the question which is you know what we really want to talk about mm. is do you sign up for ei or do you not so i'm just going to mm. go through some facts and then megan and i can kind of share like why we decided to go the routes we did mm -hmm. so um, as a self-employed person in canada um, all provinces i think except quebec function the same way quebec's slightly different because they have i think um, an ei program for self-employed individuals anyway like but set up and currently yeah, there's something. I don't remember all the details because mm -hmm. I don't live in Quebec. I mm -hmm. didn't really care to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But um, basically, you can enter into a contract with the government mm -hmm. where you pay into EI. So you, when you uh, do your taxes, mm -hmm. then there's a portion that of EI that you pay. But mm -hmm. because you're self-employed, um, in our case, we don't have to pay the employer's portion. So right. it is a little, you know, it's a little bit different. You're just paying your portion. So the way it works um, uh, for right now, I don't know what it was when when I signed up. It might have been, it was probably similar. But the calculation of EI premiums is that for every $100 you earn, $1.58 um, has to be paid into EI up to a defined maximum. And that maximum right now is $856.36. Per year? Per year. So meaning the maximum you're going to pay per year is less than $1,000. Mm -hmm. So when I worked it out, the way I looked at it is, okay, let's say that my income for a year was $30,000, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. um, then I would be paying less than $500 for that year for EI premium. Mm -hmm. 
And I was receiving um, anywhere between $1,000 and $1,200 monthly when right. I was off. Right. So when you, I looked at that, I was like, okay, so I'm receiving twelve to, you know, t- between twelve dollars and $15,000 for the year, yeah. which is not a ton of money, but that was a huge help to get for that sure. extra 1000 or $1,200 every month while I was off. Yeah. And Let's talk about the rent uh, crisis in Toronto. Right. You know I mean? So, like, you need to work. And what I paid into it being, you know, under $500, for me, it felt worth it. Now, yes, the rule is that once you make a claim, you have to stay in this contract with the government for the rest of your self employed mm-hmm. career. I think, though, yeah, exactly. So, so. Th- I think that's a deterrent for people. But again, when I looked at a calculation, if I were paying this amount, this, mm-hmm. you know, 500 you know, $450, $500 every year for the next 20 to 30 years, it would take me that 25 to 30 years mm-hmm. to actually spend the 12 to 14, 15,000 that I earned mm-hmm. with that. And that's just one child. I've made two claims, you know? Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is, I mean, EI's insurance. And I think yeah. that's what people need to remember. It's like any other insurance. So you can almost, you expect to pay more mm-hmm. than what you get. It's there for when you need the money, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of self-employed people who get really pissy about the fact that like, oh, I was employed for so many years Me. <laughs> paying into EI. Yeah. And now, you know, that I'm I self-employed, <laughs> I don't get it. That's my money. Well, it's not your money. That's not the way insurance works. Mm-hmm. When you are paying into insurance, you have the insurance there to use. If you switch insurance companies and you get into an automobile accident, you can't go back to your old insurance company and say, hey, I paid you tens of thousands of dollars. Give Mm -hmm. me some money. It doesn't fucking work that way. So the way I looked at it was I've got this insurance. Let's say we decided to have the five kids that Mark initially wanted. (laughs) Like how many claims I would have made and it would have been worth it for me, right? Yeah, to get, does yeah, this yeah. only apply for, for maternity or this this is it's EI. EI? This is EI. It's, yeah. I now pay into EI. So yeah, I can make, I mean, there's like obviously- employment insurance. Basically. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. employment insurance. Yeah. So um, for me, it seemed to be well worth it. Um, so the way that it works is you have to be in this contract with the government for a minimum of 12 months before you can make mm-hmm. a claim. Exactly. So in my case, I thought about this when Mark and I decided we were going to start trying to start a family. Mm-hmm. So in September of 2013. Key, people, this is key. Start thinking you're with someone. You start to think about yes. kids. Think about this. Yes. Yeah, so it was September 2013. We had decided we're going to start trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So in in September of that mm-hmm. year, I did all the paperwork. I signed the contract that mm-hmm. I was now going to be paying into the EI program. Yeah. Well, fuck me. We got pregnant within four <laughs> weeks. So That's when I actually needed to make a claim, don't around, don't I hadn't around. been in I hadn't <laughs> been in the blanks. contract for long enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we had our daughter um, end of July. Just by looking at you. <laughs> Jeez, look you away. Know, you want to know something? Actually, my grandmother and my mother... Uh, both were exactly like me, like both got pregnant with just, oh, okay, I think I want to have a baby. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Tried once and bam, pregnant. So my yeah. grandmother used to say to my grandfather, um, I get pregnant the minute you hang your pants on the side of the bed. <laughs> she had six kids, Lovely so it's thing. probably true. Yeah, I love my grandma. <laughs> I'm, I'm only imagining like really old people having this conversation because I can't picture them young. <laughs> well, you never met. Actually, you never met her. This was my grandma no, that passed I, away when I was in well, high that's school. that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I know what your grandfather you can't looks like. Even, I, you don't want to really. I can't imagine that conversation. <laughs> yeah, <with> no. <laughs> but anyway, so. so so, so to touch on that, I feel like school, like they should maybe like have not even a course, but just like a simple 
day or two, someone come in and talk about, like you did with the business course, remember? To yeah. talk about insurance, but like people don't know these things in school. They like, they do, but not really. You know what I mean? Men obviously don't need to really. I think there's well, confusion. I I like I said, I've heard confusion about the fact that, well, I paid into EI for 12 years. And so why, you know, why can't I? Yeah. Well, that was insurance. Any insurance works that way. Yeah. You know, you can't sign up for a life insurance policy, pay it for so long, then stop paying it and mm-hmm. then expect when you die that your spouse is going to be able to collect anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's insurance. So once you sign uh, the contract, you have to be in the contract for a minimum of 12 months before you can make a claim. So as I said, we had our daughter end of July, but I wasn't eligible to make a claim until September. So mm-hmm. for those two months, mm-hmm. I didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in September, I was able to make a claim and it still went for you know a full year if I wanted to. I ended right. up going back to work, I think a little bit sooner. Yeah. So I didn't collect for the full year or I think I did collect because I went back you to work part time. You could get, I think, part, yeah, like but and less I just, amount. Yeah, I just thing. had to report how much income I was making exactly. and they deduct that dollar for dollar. Exactly. So I was still getting some sort of money. So, I mean, as I said, for me, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Once you sign up for the program, they do actually give you 60 days to cancel mm-hmm. um, with like no penalty, nothing. It's just forget it. I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. And even after the 60 days, you can still cancel. You can still mm-hmm. get out of I this contract mm-hmm. so long as you've never made a claim. Oh, okay. Really? Once you have wow, made a claim, you're in. Like I feel like I'm long past that, but I've considered three times. You have. <laughs> and like I said, for me, just doing the calculations, I felt like, okay, so the maximum I would pay, if you calculate, so let's even say that I would have to pay the maximum, which is 856.36. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually busting up my calculator here. Mm-hmm. 856.36. And if that was per year, let's do that times 30 years as a massage therapist. That's Mm $25,690.80. If I divide that by two, they've already given that to me. Yeah. That's less than $13,000 per child. Where were you when I was doing the calculation? I've already gotten that. So yeah, I mean... It, for me, it was worth it. It would just felt nice to be able to be home with the kids without this lingering stress of, yeah. fuck, I got to get back to work because 100%. I'm not making any money. I mean, 100%. is, is $1,200 a month enough to live off of? Yeah. Of course not. But I mean, we I'm fortunate that we're yeah, a, a double both, income family. Exactly. It was helpful. Yeah. My experience was... A, I talked about having kids, but didn't plan and all of my pregnancies have not been really planned. So I kind of got pregnant before I, like after my first, I considered it and then kind of got pregnant and boom, had kind of missed that window. And I just feel like once you're already a couple months in, it's not really worth it. Like in my uh, well, and experience. That's, that's but, the thing is anytime you and I have had this discussion, you yeah. were already pregnant. So yeah. then it was like to go through the process yeah. because the process isn't super quick. You mm-hmm. first have to like, um, I tried get it twice, get an online I account did, and then I and just then said, wait for screw them the to... government. Like I was actually pissed because yeah. I thought like, this is what you guys do. This is what you like, you know, and I don't know, I guess I just had a really crappy experience but um so i just saved like i was like okay you know x i'm gonna need x amount a month um i saved i was very fortunate also to have my partner the first year because he uh had a a job where he could take paternity leave so he could still get paid um and be there to help me and just you know i guess i could work on the side a little bit so it was a bit more flexible in the first year but i think like you do like as a young woman or even like approaching whenever your baby making years or, you know, when you're going to have a family, you have to sit down and think, do I want to apply 
early, do like do your math or how much do I need to save? Like do your tally of what your bills are. Like you do, it is important to think it through because like the last three, four years, yeah, like obviously I've been paying my bills and everything, but I'm not saving tons of money. Like it has impacted me financially. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe I would have done it different had I thought over, but I kind of just go with the flow and, (laughs) you know, but each time you kind of have to go back to work a little earlier. I think that's the thing. Right. And I mean, even if you get EI, like I was, still the fact is we are self-employed. Your clients aren't going to wait around for you forever. It's sort of unheard of for a massage therapist to take a full year off. I did with my second one, but that was as Mark and I were transitioning to becoming fully independent, Mm -hmm. not working for clinics. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just going to go full force with Con Ed and have our own private practice. Mm So I wasn't so concerned about clients leaving me because I was setting myself up for that. Can I ask you a question? Because I'm a little confused. When we're talking about EI, there are kind of six different EI special benefits. Do you have to apply for specifically maternity benefits or does this also apply to parental benefits, sickness benefits, compassionate care benefits? Yep, yep, yep. uh, All of that is rolled into... Yeah, when I applied, it wasn't specifically for maternity and I collected both uh, maternity and parental with the second one because I went off... I mean, I didn't didn't work for something like 14 months after our second child. Yeah, there's like almost an additional claim or if you go early, I think you can do parental the first couple weeks before there i yeah i don't remember like how they're defined but the Mm -hmm. maternity is so many weeks after the baby's born and then it's parental after that so the whole thing i think totals rentals up to 40 weeks right and so that's sort of the second half of your quote mat leave there's up to 69 weeks of extended parental benefits okay so for the listeners like we okay we're we're obviously speaking directly to pregnancy but i kind of sounds like i misconstrued a bit when i was saying you know more for girls but it's not ei's for it's men EI, and dads yeah. too. Yeah. It we're just speaking for, more in a, yeah. like a mat leave sense because that's what is one under the umbrella to cover. Right. But it's true. Like if you're injured or mm-hmm. um, compassionate care, like there are other, but this is very specific to our experience. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think with people like in our profession, I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of men in our profession signing up for EI <laughs> because you, it's not like you can predict that you're going to have to, you know, maybe take time off to take care of a, a sick mm. parent. That's mm-hmm. usually something that kind of comes out of the blue. Yeah. Whereas Which women. Is a more reason why you probably want to have this in place. Well, that's the thing. Again, it's insurance. So yeah. it's all a matter of how likely do you think it is that you're going to need to use this insurance? Mm-hmm. Whereas for a woman who's planning to have children, you're, you're more likely to know if this is going to be something that you're going to need or not so yeah, yeah. i think more We're planners <laughs> yeah i think more women than men likely would sign up for this program but it is obviously open for both it's not strictly and for you can buy women. insurance too like you can go out and get insurance also right yeah. like i mean but well yeah and i mean yeah. we again we talked about that in the business course that you mm-hmm. took as well mm-hmm. getting disability insurance or critical illness or whatever there's there's things that you can do other than ei yeah but like I said, for me, it just seemed to make perfect sense mm-hmm. because at the time I wasn't 100% certain how many kids I was going to have. Mm-hmm. And just having the two, <laughs> it sounds so weird to say it like this, but this is exactly how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. It's its paid for itself. Yeah. You know, like I received somewhere between twelve and 15000 yeah. per child. Yeah. And if I stay self-employed for the next 25 years. Don't even let Amir hear this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we won't We won't <laughs> let Megan's partner hear this because he might be upset. <laughs> um, but one thing Amanda's strong suit is I feel like she's analytical and she's really, she has good common sense and she is 
a good planner. So I feel like for you to just lay this out nicely and like see the black and the white, like that is really worked for you because me on the other hand, <laughs> fly by, you know, <laughs> I just kind of, yeah, I didn't plan. And okay, going my first, it was okay. My second, I was like, I could really use some extra income. My Now I'm on my third and I'm like, okay. Um, my partner's like, okay, you have three months and you're going back to work or six months. And so now I'm like kind of feeling the the pressure as opposed to I had one kid. Okay, we got by. It was I saved. We're good, right? Yeah, Baby I, felt, number three. I felt the opposite. <laughs> I felt like you were such a planner because you really? had a good amount of money put aside when you went off with the first one. Like you guys were okay because you saved. Yeah. Whereas I went off and I probably had enough savings to get me through a month. Yeah. I didn't really put a lot of money aside. So the EI was yeah, really, you needed it. was critical for me. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at planning. <laughs> it's the cost of living, as we were saying before too, right? Like uh, food, like you want to eat well, you need to feed your kids, you want to put them in activities. Let's not talk about your first baby online shopping. Like you're at home. <laughs> it's easy. You burn through that cash. Let me tell you, it's... Online shopping is a <laughs> real problem. It's a big problem. It comes right to your door, people. Like you don't have to leave the house. Were we just watching a comedian last night talk about this? Talk oh, about yeah. how you can do everything just from your house and be served that like was a one king. Of Ron, what was his name? Ronnie, Ronnie Chung? Yeah. Ronnie Chang? yeah. Was, and he was talking what about like guy? Amazon and how... Uh, he was talking about just a, a American. Kids, right? yeah that's actually it's really good i saw prime that now yeah. prime now he's actually has a point prime now sounds pretty good <laughs> <Or future prime. laughs> i want prime yesterday <laughs> i want you to deliver items to me before i know i need them or want them oh uh, that's the best but you know what the other the other thing too is when you're talking about having to go back to work right away, mm -hmm. there's a multiple reasons to do that. One, the clinic, if you're self-employed and you're a subcontractor, they mm -hmm. have no obligation to keep a spot for you, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go off That's on maternity leave, you me. know you're giving up your job. Mm -hmm. They're usually, you know, I should I say usually, but mm -hmm. I've never heard of a clinic owner not allowing for a therapist to come Absolutely. back. They usually, you know, they usually advertise to have someone come in as a locum and yeah. cover a mat leave and yeah. then the therapist comes back. Depends on the clinic. So. It, but again, you they are not obligated to do that. If yeah. you're going to go off on maternity leave, you're potentially giving up your job. When the locum comes in, as I knew when you were coming in, we are very different therapists. And I knew there were going to be some of my clients who met you clicked with you and decided they were never going to see me again. And, you know, I was okay with that. Mm -hmm. But that's another thing to consider. And then when you come back to work, mm -hmm. it's this struggle of trying to balance like being with your kids enough, being mm -hmm. at work enough, and then daycare, the cost of mm -hmm. daycare is fucking through the roof. In so Toronto. Then well, then it's another, I'm out of Toronto now. I just moved out and it like yeah. literally cut in half. Really? The, eh? Yeah insane the daycare that she was at though was double what we pay for i don't Ava. know she found, she found the most this expensive she daycare found, in like, Toronto. i don't know they must have been feeding the kids on actual silver platters like, because she was paying double what we pay out of control anyway but, but that's another thing to consider is then <laughs> mm -hmm. calculating how yeah. much money you're going to bring going back to work versus yeah. how much money you're going to pay for childcare. Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's almost not worth mm -hmm. a mother going back but then i know that you're very much like me you as much as I love being loved being a stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. it's not my forever. Agreed. It's not what I wanted to do forever. Yeah. I wanted to work. I wanted to be back. I like working my job. With I like I exactly. Like my job. Yeah. I like talking to people. I like being social. Like I, um, my first pregnancy, I thought, oh no, staying at home is fun. But going into my third, when I'm going to work, I love like going to work. It's my downtime. I get a break. I can eat a snack. No one's calling my name. Like. 
it's the best mummy 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 <laughs> or mommy, just like my mom, food's hot i mom, heated it up mom, i had mommy, it. it was hot mummy mummy yeah. mom don't don't try to have a conversation because they won't don't, let you it's don't just, try to eat a snack it's nice, it's nice. It's, <laughs> i, I love firsthand. it every and time i try to have a snack and... i give up half of it to these these little creatures and i feel like we like love the i can swear on you Yes. Okay. I love the shit out of our kids. And like, our, you love your kids. I love my kids. But like, we do need that little bit of time to, you know, have that normalcy that we used to have. Like, you know, you really and are. Speak to adults. Exactly. And you, and then you're really consumed in mom world when you're at home. If you have multiple kids, like, that's what you do. That's your, my, my job is actually like my part time hobby i feel like compared to like my full time do you feel like you lose your identity a bit like you gain the mother identity Mm -hmm. and do you lose part of you i'll let megan answer that first because i've got a very complex answer to Mm -hmm. that question i just feel like i am it's not like you lose yourself but you lose like aspects of what you get to do for yourself in a day you lose a lot of your you lose a lot of your down like downtime time like i like used to like picking out my outfit getting you know putting you can more... say freedom it doesn't make you a bad mom yeah you no, lose your freedom you lose yeah you have a lot of responsibility and just yeah you you can't just like okay go out for a quick lunch like everything has to be planned and you can't even pee when you need to pee i think for me i just i really liked feeling a bit more put together and despite the fact that i'm wearing makeup today like i often leave my house mom bun and this is like all moms but like you miss being a little bit more feeling like your old self because you're like usually like i'm i'm looking a little cuter i have like you know you just feel more confident right i'm not gonna lie but then there's times you're like i haven't washed my hair barely my face i got to work on time today but the treatment's gonna be great it like (laughs) whatever right it's just not the same as when you first start out and you're like yourself you're looking at me all right my turn next so okay I've seen a lot of online blogs and posts about how mothers and parents in general, but mothers more so lose their identity and a lot of things about, you know, don't lose yourself, make sure you do stuff for yourself, this, this, this. And for a long time, I actually really hated like mommy bloggers and mm. stuff because I felt like it was all so cliche. And you. And then I remember having a conversation with our mutual friend that initially introduced us when we were 12 years old. And I said to her, um, is it bad that I don't have any hobbies anymore? And she mm-hmm. said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, there's not much that I do for myself other than, you know, maybe twice a week going to a yoga class. I go to work and I'm with my kids. And she said, no. And I said, what do you mean? No. She said, your hobby is your life. Like she goes, you are so involved in your, with your kids mm-hmm. and what you're doing with them. And she said, it's not like you're lazy and just hanging out at home with your kids. Mm-hmm. You guys are always like going on excursions and whatever. Yeah. And she it's said, you're, and, and that's when I started to think about, did I lose my identity? No, I think my identity has changed with every stage of your life, whether Mm -hmm. you decide to have kids or not, Mm -hmm. you grow and you change and you adopt sort of a new persona. And Mm -hmm. I'm now this new person where my main priorities and what I like to do, it's not that, oh, I have to do this because I had kids. No, I chose to have kids and I like to do this and I like to be with them and I like to be up all night looking at different recipes and Mm -hmm. deciding on new foods to try with them and looking for different, you know, drop in activities Mm -hmm. or, you know. Mom's I, so hard. I, exactly. <laughs> like Mark will text me sometimes when he's here on the days that I don't come in mm-hmm. and he'll just say, what are you doing? And my answer is the same every time. Momming. <laughs> like that's it, right? Yeah. And, but I like That's your focus. It. And that then, is like, my focus. And yeah. then I like having the other side, which is why I don't feel I've lost my identity. Mm-hmm. 
The other side is I go to work. I have this career that I really like. Totally. I, you know, I That's your kind of time my, for you, sort of. Yeah. And I, I used to joke and say that, too, like coming to work is my vacation, just like how you said that. Mm-hmm. So and I've said I'm not to, joking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not joking. But I, I used to say it in a joking fashion. Mm-hmm. And I remember having conversations with people. And it's not it's not to be the cliche mommy bloggers that I used to hate, whom, by the way, I don't anymore. I realized I was being a judgy bitch, but whatever. <laughs> um, I feel like I've. I've had this conversation with people and it might come out wrong, but I truly believe that being the mom mm-hmm. is way harder yeah. than being an employee or running a business. Because again, it comes down to that freedom and yeah. your decisions on how your day is going to go. So sure, when you go to work, you might have a boss that's telling you what to do or you yeah. have clients and whatever. But if you need to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom. If you need to take five minutes and have some water, if you need to step outside, you can do that. Yeah. You have kids and there's just some days that nothing goes the way that it was supposed to go, right? right because right. your kids' needs come first, and especially yeah. like in your case, you've got you're about to have three children under the age of yeah. four. The younger they are, the more they need you. They so need you. For your focus everything. is really a hundred percent, if not ninety five percent, on them. Yeah. As so. they get older, I think then you get a little bit more focused back on yourself. So you're you do get to feel a bit more like you're finding your identity again. But I don't know. I don't feel like I've totally lost it. You just lose a bit of freedom, like you said. Like yeah, I don't feel like I've lost my identity. But are you, do you want to go and party every weekend, anyways? Like, like I'm not like, even a little bit. The last. <laughs> time I went out and really drank was probably your birthday. No, yeah. there was there was times in between. But you and I went out for your birthday yeah. and we had drinks. And I remember that night coming home. I think we got home at like 1, 1.30. Yeah. And I remember saying to Mark, I'm going to fucking hate myself tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like this like is you not, between. Yeah, it's not, it's not even do. fun anymore. It's, it's like, not. Because you have to wake up your kids, people. They yeah. get up at six, if not earlier sometimes. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like, I don't feel like I've <laughs> lost like my identity. stay up late. Like you're screwing yourself. Yeah. I don't <laughs> feel like I've lost my identity. I feel like it's changed. And then as the kids get older and more independent, I feel like, again, I will have this shift in yeah. that I don't have to spend as much time focusing on them. So mm-hmm. maybe then I'll start picking up other You get hobbies, a hobby or whatever. But I'm not waiting for that. Yeah. I'm like really into what's happening right now. And people always say like, enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it when they're young. And at first I was like, I think my first pregnancy, I was just tired and like angry. I had a C-section. So it was, it was a weird first year for me. But um, I didn't get it. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what does it mean? Enjoy, blah, blah, blah. But like, enjoy one. It, enjoy what? Yeah. Enjoy sleep deprivation. Yeah. Enjoy like, being uh, okay. fucking like peed on and vomited. <laughs> like, what am I enjoying? Here? Yeah. Please tell I me. Just whatever. That sounded cliche to me. I was like, what do you mean? Enjoy every minute. But then as I he got a little bit older and then uh, I don't know, I did start enjoying it more. Like when I start thinking about like, why aren't I every day so happy doing all these things? I'm at home with my son. I should be grateful for this, blah, blah, blah. But then I started enjoying like, I think when they're like zero to nine months, they're just little blobs. Like they don't really interacting <laughs> with you as much. Once you start getting the interaction, you're like, okay. So there's different stages you enjoy more, but like you don't have to do what they say. It's just you real you will realize or i did that you do enjoy it actually and like well, i get enjoy it more yeah. because one day they're going to be a fucking teenager exactly. who wants nothing to fucking do with you or they're yeah, going to be, he'll be you know, wishing you <laughs> they're going to be older sometimes i feel so bad for my mother because you know we don't we're not we're not a, a talky family like it's always just call when you need something mm. but every once in a while my mother will call just to be like is everything okay blah 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 and sometimes i just i'm i'm in the middle of something so i just brush it off right yeah. And, and the other day I did that and I got off the phone. And I was like, 
I hope my fucking kids never do that when I'm an 80 something year old dude and I'm just sitting around my house and I'm like, I wonder what my daughter's up to. And then I call and then she's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Uh, uh, They're girls, they'll they'll be all over you I've been trying to tell you that for 12 years, every time his mother calls, I'm like, just take five minutes and talk to her. All she wants to do is talk to you. But that's like terrifying. But but our relationship was never like that anyway. So I feel like I'm still, I'm still keeping to the dynamic of our relationship, which is expected, but I just have a different perspective on it now. Mm -hmm. But it's cute though. Every so often, um, if Mark gets something in his head and it's, you know, he's recalling a memory from his past or something, he'll just call his mom out of the blue. And I can honestly hear in her voice how happy she, even though she'll like pretend she's annoyed, like, Mark, what do you need? (laughs) This used to happen all the time when I used to drink a lot more and I think of something really, really funny that I think my mom would find funny. It doesn't matter if it was like 10 o'clock at night or two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to call my mom and talk to her about this. Text. Yeah, yeah, no, his mom does not text. Uh, she doesn't even. I, I don't even know if she takes her cell phone note. out of her purse. No, 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 I don't think so. Notice the common theme of all of us not drinking so much. Just saying. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so yeah, there's the difficulty is first working through pregnancy mm-hmm. that can be really difficult, and then you're on maternity leave and you're trying to focus on the baby. But if you're mm. self-employed, you're also thinking about when you're going to have to go back. And I know in my case, the, the clinic that, you know, you came and worked with me, mm-hmm. that clinic owner, she had three children of her own. And mm-hmm. I really looked up to her as a mom. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was like a fucking rock star. How did like she manage everything, and, right? Yeah. And yeah. so she was And doing a good me, job, like very involved with well, her children. Exactly. Very always and she there. was in my head all the time. And I was feeling this pressure from her of, you can't be off for more than three months. You can't be off. So eventually I said to her, okay, I'll come back at five. Mm-hmm. So when my daughter was five months old, I went mm-hmm. back to work. But I was like three months. Like this is my first baby. Like I are know. you fucking kidding me? I like know. it was really, really stressful. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, you were working there as my locum, but mm-hmm. I was still. I was never really separated from the business, right? Yeah. Because totally. I was. Getting I was like working daily, under you, not right. even under her. I was her. getting yeah. the daily reports from you every day. Yeah. I was paying you. I was paying. Taking her. a lot of your attention too, right? From the right, baby. and I was still, you know, responding to client emails and sort of being a go between sometimes mm-hmm. with you and clients. And it was, yeah, it was really stressful. And then going back to work. You almost couldn't enjoy your first pregnancy at the beginning either, right? Yeah, it was hard. But then Mm -hmm. going back to work, um, initially, I was just miserable. I was so upset that I had to do it. And within the first month of being there, it was exactly like you described. It was like a little bit of normalcy, Mm -hmm. a reason to put on something other than like yoga pants every day, although I worked in yoga (laughs) pants. So whatever. There's no difference there. (laughs) But I I mean, a reason to get dressed every day, a reason to maybe get back to yourself a little bit, right? Get back to who you think you're losing. Like, yeah. So I mean, it ended up being a good thing going Mm -hmm. back at five months Mm -hmm. and then working like with you as Mm -hmm. well. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't One regret it. One beauty of the job, I have to say, this was my original reason, to be honest, going for this type of career in at this age that I am, is was a flexibility. And yeah. I felt like no matter what, that trumps a lot of the what we're talking about, the like sort of semi negative aspect of like the financials, but like. The, this is a, the greatest part is when you do have kids, you can be really flexible and you can have these off hours or really you can, depending on your clinic, depending if you work for yourself, you can create your own schedule. And that does really work for me as a mom and with young children. Yeah. So like the, that is a huge perk. It's just the like you just want to consider all aspects and and what type of job your partner has and his schedule and or her schedule. And yeah. yeah. But Can I, I, I ask do you love guys it. a question about your patients and clients? Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, a pregnant woman can can do fucking anything. That I know. 
I would feel guilty as shit. They all do. Really? They do. I do have a lot of like, clients that I feel would, guilty. I, I, I wouldn't want to get massaged by a pregnant therapist, not because of their capability yeah. at all, because yeah. I don't think their capability would change. Because you feel like they're I would serving feel you. Yeah. fucking horrible. I think I did lose some clients like that, but just honestly, mostly, uh, I would even say maybe a little bit at uh, the clinic we both used to work for, but just more male clients that just either didn't feel comfortable or... I don't know. I'm not sure. I but I remember like a trail off of a couple people, but yeah. they were also usually people who I ended up giving like so much due doing so much stretches, and it was a hard treatment anyway. So I kind of was like, okay. Did you ever have a client who who was a little bit of a pain in the ass? It's like they were not understanding of your discomfort. Oh, or just wait. I've got a story n- for you. Really. <laughs> well, I, let me hear it. I'm I'm really fucking. So curious. majority of the clients were exactly as you described. Like I'd have somebody come in. Um, I remember at with during my second pregnancy, I was working at the clinic here in Scarborough and I had a few new clients and they'd mm-hmm. come in. So obviously when they booked the appointment over the phone, they, don't they had know. no idea that like, I'm pregnant. Yes, right? I'm pregnant. Just want to let you know. So, so you don't want to come in. Well, they would come in and I had more than one client say, oh, like, are you okay to do this? Are you sure? Like, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right Are about you disabled? This. And I was like, I'm totally fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pregnancy is not a disability. <laughs> I'm good to go. I'm I'm good at my job. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Did you take offense to that comment? Can no. you see how would it? Is would it be uncommon for a pregnant therapist to take offense to that comment? I don't think a pregnant therapist would take offense to that because if you know never, what you're getting into. Well, and if you've never been pregnant, you really have no idea. Like I've said before, it's something impossible to put into words for people to understand what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, first trimester was really hard. The third, because my belly was so big, you know, mm-hmm. there were challenges, but I figured it out. Yeah. But um, like I, I said, I worked up to 37 weeks. I worked with a therapist that worked up until the day before she delivered. Oh so gosh. I mean, as long as you're feeling good, good you can yeah. do whatever but the one client that was not understanding the not even not understanding just a fucking dick and at some point i want her to hear this and know like that was a dick move woman <laughs> so it was i was due july 16th with mm-hmm. my first daughter mm-hmm. and this was i want to say like june 30th okay so it was my last day of work mm. and i was about to go in with my last patient okay and i said to the the people sitting in the office at the front staff or whatever I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is my last client before I'm I'm gonna go on maternity leave and have a baby. And like, it was this whole big thing. The whole office You're just was expecting talking it to be like it. rainbows and sunshine, your last So I'm so treatment. excited. Anyway, so I go in for the treatment. The treatment's great. The person that's on the table is like, I'm so honored to be your last patient. And you know, and it was a really good experience. Mm-hmm. I come out of that treatment and the woman that was um, sitting on the couch waiting for her chiropractic adjustment before I went in for the hour was still sitting there. A fucking woman booked me for an hour after my last treatment, after me making this big declaration. This is my last. You know how fucking brutal that is as she a therapist? She was there for your declaration? She, she was there. She heard the whole thing and then said to the clinic owner, oh, you think you could squeeze me in after this one? And your clinic owner's like, sure, no yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, one, any therapist listening knows- Even on a day when you're not 10 months pregnant about to give birth- when you come out, you mentally prepare yourself. Okay, and yes, that was my I'm going to have my snack, client. yeah, or I'm ready to sit down. I've already mm. had a big day, whatever, right? So you you don't even want to know on a regular day, not pregnant, that you yeah. have another last. I luggage. walk out to see that, <laughs> and at that moment, I could have, I honestly could have just sat down and cried. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like I've been on mm. my feet all day. <laughs> I'm enormous, mm. and I was mentally prepared.
prepared to walk out of here and not come back for five to six months. Do you yeah. think if you uh, just like collapsed and cried, she still would have expected a treatment? Maybe. I don't know. I want to know. I don't know. But I remember taking, and the worst is she wasn't even a regular client of mine. She was somebody that I had maybe treated yeah, one I, other time. I probably would have said no. I probably would have said, you know. I have an appointment. My, Why didn't you throw exactly, that? I don't even know. I, I like I don't remember how the whole intro, but I just mm. remember then her coming in. So you just and through the did the walk of shame. Back, oh, back I was just gritting my teeth like are you kidding me i am like 700 pounds yeah. right now yeah yeah and i'm at the end i'm swollen my yeah. feet don't even fit in my shoes anymore yeah but sure yeah you need a massage yeah you need a massage <laughs> fucking woman i i have not got six years ago and i still holding a woman. little uh feelings yeah I if i ever saw her on the street i swear to god i'd want to break her leg <laughs> i mean not whoa this is taking a nasty turn people okay this got back dark to fast. uh <laughs> <laughs> now she knows that she wakes up with her house toilet papered who it was yeah right man that was something but no i mean normally i didn't mind treating pregnant i I actually had some really fun experiences i don't know about you but i remember doing many head neck shoulder treatments where my belly is like an (laughs) inch away from a client's head and one time baby actually kicked and the client felt it on her head and i was like i couldn't i couldn't have planned (laughs) that it was so perfect that's funny. Yeah, I've definitely at the end like because you're you don't want to contort your body to not touch them, and you're like, I'm just gonna let you know like my tummy's on your head, so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm bigger this time too, so I feel like it's gonna come sooner than in your last like month. But yeah, my second pregnancy, I started showing at ten weeks, and it was actually a client who called me out because I hadn't told anybody yet. Well, I mean, I told like friends and family, mm-hmm. but I hadn't told any clients yet, yeah. and he comes in. It's the same guy I was talking about on the other <laughs> podcast, the the one that I thought was so funny with all the body hair. Mm-hmm. Same guy. He comes in and he's looking at me funny. I looked back at him and he's making this weird face. And I said to him, do you know something or do you have something to tell me? Because just I could just tell. And he's like, is there something you want to tell me? I said, not, no, there's nothing I want to tell you, <laughs> but it seems like you already know Clearly, something. Yeah. And all he said to me was, he's like, I have five kids. And that was it. And I was like, so you can tell. He's like, yeah. But then the worst is at the end of the treatment, he congratulated me quietly because he didn't know if I had told anyone yet. And he goes, oh, you're going to get big this time. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I can see when you're asking about these offense things, I feel like there's when you're like, okay. You're going to get big this time. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm showing a little bit sooner. I actually gained the exact same amount of weight mm-hmm. with both kids, mm-hmm. but I looked so much bigger the second time. Mm-hmm. I think just, you know, you carry differently each mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. No, I feel like I'm, I was less because I've been running around with the toddlers in between, but <laughs> do you think there's like any little tidbits people? Well, what are the questions people Too ask? Too bad we don't have callers and come, like, come on. <laughs> no, no call in most show. Of, most of the the comments or questions are like, how do I go about doing this? Mm-hmm. Or is it worth doing it? Yeah. It, it's that type of thing. It's just like, it's yeah. just So again, you have to weigh to your do. options. If Definitely. you're not going to take a significant amount of time off. So let's say with the first one, I only took five months off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I I only got five months of full benefits. Right. But then when I came back after that five months, if you remember, I was only working, yeah. I think, I think a day and a half a week to yeah. start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't go full force really until nice she was a year old. Which is nice to ease back in. Yeah, I eased it. back in. So for, for your me, body too, right? For me, it was worth it. But if you're going to take three months off, uh-huh. you know, tw- and only get $1,200 a month yeah. for those three months, yeah. Maybe not. And if it's only going to be, you know, yeah. if you're a one and done and you don't want to have multiple children, maybe, maybe it's, it's not. not worth, yeah. So those are the things you need to look at. Yeah. Like, how much am I going to have to pay into it? Mm-hmm. So again, for most of us mm-hmm. that don't make, you know, a killing mm-hmm. as massage therapists, mm-hmm. you might only have to pay $500 a year. Right. 
And that $500, is it worth it to pay every year to have the insurance for each time you need to do a claim? So again, it's not just $500 once. Like once you've made a claim, you're in it for life. So I had a a massage therapist friend recently message me because her and her new husband are planning to start a family soon. And that Mm -hmm. was her question Mm -hmm. is, once I do this, am Mm -hmm. I stuck? And so, yeah, you are like, the thing is, though, you can't you don't know what type of birth you're going to have. You can plan all you want. And sometimes things change. So for me, I saved enough for six months or maybe a little more, whatever. I th- but I thought, OK, in six months, I you know, we worked at the same place. It was kind of like three months is a good. And I'm like, just can't do three months because I want that time um, with my child, which um, she understood. But OK, I thought I would be prepared or ready to go back at three months. But I had a C-section, which I had no idea I was going to have. So my pelvic floor was like oh no you're not like yeah no you're not and i'm not gonna put my body in a position that's gonna be detrimental to me later on just to get back to work for whatever right yeah so for me that was another thing like i thought it was gonna go one way but because it went a different way i couldn't have planned for that um so i stayed off for 11 months and then went back to work but like I know a therapist right now who just went off mat leave the same time as me. She had a C-section. She's a little bit older. So maybe the older, the more it affects you. But she's like, I can't even think of working still. And uh, the baby's just over a year now. And she's like, I, I'm not ready. So it depends on your body's ability to heal. Depends on how good of a procedure it was. Depends on, and not even, let's say you don't have a C-section. You just have a really rough birth. Like there's multiple factors. So Or once you start... Um once you have your baby and you're home, mm-hmm. like with my second one, that's what it was. It wasn't that I, you know, I, I had a rough birth or mm-hmm. I, there was no reason. It was just, I want to be home with my baby. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to go to take work. I want to be that home. You should. And I did the second mm-hmm. time and I don't regret it. I mean, it was a long time You have more flexibility too to be able to yeah. say like, I'm, this is my choice, right? Yeah. And you, like you said, you, you were in a position to be like, I'm not worried about losing clients right now. Like this is what's taking priority. So yeah, it, it really does depend on where you work too and like what the flexibility is like there. Like there's so many factors, but you almost just have to make a pros and cons list and just really put everything on paper to see like what logically makes the most sense because- yeah, there's so many different routes. Everyone's different. So yeah, there isn't really a right or wrong. I mean, Mark and I made majority of our decisions based on what could and couldn't happen. So for example, in 2013, when I found out I was pregnant, that was the time we decided, okay, we're going to buy a new home. Yeah, exactly. And so when we first started looking, we were looking at sort of the top end of our budget. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of through speaking with our realtor and us having discussions and looking at things, yeah. we thought, well, what if I start um start my maternity leave and decide I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like that's a very real possibility. I, d- I didn't know what it was going to be like to have a mom. I, I to have a mom. I didn't <laughs> know what it was going to be like to be a you mom. You just can't I, forecast like how long. Yeah, I had never had a baby before. I yeah. didn't know what it was going to be like. So yeah, and you might have loved it and been like, oh, I'm not working anymore, Marks. So you're gonna have to bring home the bacon. And well, exactly. That. So we sort of made our decision when buying our home to buy a home that would be easily carried on one income. Mm-hmm. So we purposely we downsized before we ever had anything like we purposely That's decided how I feel. That works let's with me too. buy a place yeah. that if I never work again yeah we can be comfortable yeah and then again once I went off on the maternity leave yeah. my decision was to hold on to my practice bring you in as a locum when I went off the second time I realized I don't want that stress again yeah I don't want to bring somebody in and still have to be paying rent to a clinic owner so, I mean she gave me that option yeah 
the clinic. That was a lot though. Like if if I was to be in your shoes at that time, I feel like I would have been extra stressed out because that was a lot of responsibility still on your shoulders because you didn't really leave your practice. You were still like more than foot in the door and with the financial responsibilities. So that's, I think, a unique The finances really messed me up because one thing I didn't consider is you coming in. Well, yeah, messed him up. It was his money, really. But you coming (laughs) in as a locum, although I knew the clients would love you, although I knew you would be You don't, though. You never know. I could be... Well, I mean, I was was pretty confident that you would do well. But let's be honest. It's not your practice. And although you and I were friends and mm-hmm. you were going to work hard mm-hmm. it was I I should have really thought about the fact that it was never going to be as busy as when I was there like yeah. you were busy when yeah. you were because I was also working me. at another clinic right but exactly you had two jobs it was where rough, I was focused on one place I was working a lot so I was doing my calculations based on the number of clients I would see in a week uh-huh. and it was drastically different from what you were seeing in mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. so when the money would come into me by the time I paid my rent to the clinic owner by the time I paid you your percentage yeah. there were a few months months where I was actually negative exactly so I remember once like, going to Mark and I was stressful. like I need a thousand dollars he's like yeah. for what I'm like for Megan <laughs> that bitch <laughs> the bitch taking all my money yeah so it was it was something I didn't want to do the second time I thought yeah. I'm happy to just walk away from this clinic if after the baby comes I want to come back if there's an opening for me mm-hmm. great if there's not I'm making that choice now that I'm walking away from this yeah. practice. I didn't get a locum. I told her, put out an ad for a RMT mm-hmm. to take over here permanently. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, when the time is right, if yeah. you have space for me, great. If you don't, no hard feelings. Yeah. And um, after the baby was born, she contacted me and took me out for brunch. And she said, any time you want to come back, yeah. I will find space for you. Yeah. I will build a room for you. It's hard to find good good armatees. I was, you know, it was it was really nice to hear that and yeah. having that security. And I for said, sure. you know, don't hold on to anything for me because I really don't know what I'm going to do. You're also and- living in a newer part of the city. Like it was more difficult, right? Like yeah. life's changing. So you got to... Same for me. Like I'm commuting so far and I love my clients. And like you were talking about, oh, did you have any bad experiences? Me personally? No, I have like these clients. Like I said, we were talking about this last podcast. I have like clients that are just freaking unicorns. Mm. I love my clients and I don't want to leave almost based on that, but it's far and I'm driving like 40 plus minutes every day. I'm taking the four hours seven every day and like you know, working close to your home is like essential when you have little kids and anything can come up. Yesterday, um, Mikhail's radius popped out of his elbow and he had like nursemaid's elbow and daycare called me and thankfully it fell on a day that I was off, but I had to take him to the clinic and mm-hmm. get that worked out. And like, you know how it is. The worst is when you call in sick when you're not sick. It's someone else who's sick that you have to take care of and you're like, I'm so sorry. Uh, my son's sick again. Like that's yeah, the that's one. another thing. I mean, again, I'm yeah. very lucky that majority of my clients, especially now, because I've got this smaller practice mm-hmm. and they're all people that have been with me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually if I ever cancel clients, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen often. But if I ever cancel it's clients, sick. it's it's usually not because I work I'm sick. sick as a dog for those days that I have to. Cancel. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. me. It's yeah. you know, kids sick or babysitter sick. I got to yeah. stay home with a kid. Like, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do, mm-hmm. boy? See, so many things to think about when yourself. I mean. Like I said at the beginning, being a woman who's starting a family in the workforce Mm. has challenges to begin with, but being self-employed and this type of job that is a little physical, this is next level difficult. And there's a lot of things to consider and a lot of balancing. Mm -hmm. And I know there's going to be people who listen to this and say like, you know, stop fucking complaining. You made the choice to be moms. Yeah, for sure. Like I made the choice to be a mom, but 
I think most things worth doing are mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. and being a mom is hard. Like that's mm-hmm. the only fucking word to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But it going everything. back to that nine to five where you don't get to see your kids at all and you, you can't be flexible and you can't, you know, it's so I would still take this career over going working corporate and kind of being a bit more miserable so all these things we're saying yeah these are just like life things you're gonna have to work out and deal with but I would still take this job in a heartbeat and I do see this working out for me for the next 10 years and something you can always have on the side so like it is still worth it people don't be turned off it's great (laughs) but if you have six kids you might want to do EI that's all yeah there's a a mom at it's uh, the gymnastics program that I take my kids to and she has four children and she wants a fifth. I think it's her husband that's putting the brakes on that. She told me yesterday, like, I just love childbirth. I love everything about it. And I'm with her. I was like, yeah, yeah man, like if, if I had, <laughs> if I had, I you don't know, Kardashian like, type like, money, I always yeah. use that as the benchmark of a lot of money. <laughs> if I had Kardashian money, I'd have like 10 kids. Like yeah. having kids yeah. is not the problem. It's balancing yeah. work uh, and They kids have nannies and, too. So. Well, exactly. I'm already considering a nanny. You're going to have to, man. Baby number three, you're going to have to well, get a Well, also nanny. because like, I, I, like you were saying, I thankfully we didn't go on the top end of our budget and we bought something that was more affordable because now I have to go back to work early. I have to, like we have a mortgage, we have bills, but I see our, us staying in that house longer because like, I don't think I can afford to get a bigger house right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like honestly, but that's fine. Like you'll, I'll figure it out. But you always figure it out. One of the best things I love when people say, you know, to me or to anyone else, like, I don't know how you do it. The answer to that question always is you just do. Absolutely. When you have no other choice, like this is your life, this is the situation you're mm-hmm. in, you find ways to make it work that work for you. Yeah. So, you know, I have people say to me all the time, how do you do it? Like running the business, treating clients, doing the podcast, being with the kids. And like, yeah, I'm very, I'm very active with the kids. Like I take And them you're to still multiple... pretty happy. Like I don't feel like I don't talk to you and you're <laughs> miserable. Like you might vent the whole time, but for the most part, you're like, you know, you, Megan, know? you know, Megan's like the only person I vent to. She she's, she's the one really that hears venter. all my shit. Actually, if anybody I'm gonna now vent I to, it's awkward. usually her. Sorry, <laughs> I said no. I feel you're awkward. like now. I never, yeah, not, I never hear you vent, babe. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's never anything big. I mean, she just said I'm still pretty she's, happy. Yeah, but she's smiling and venting, so it's fine. Like it's she's the enough. person though, because we're in a very similar situation in our life, being that we are self employed and we have small children. Our partners are self employed too. Exactly, yeah. both with self employed partners. So mm-hmm. I feel like she understands when I'm venting about certain things, and yeah. it's never vent that I want a solution. It's just like, fuck, I'm well, losing it right now. Well, you a lot on your shoulders as like a mom of young kids and just like, as you know, like you work long hours, like like Mark's, you know, doing, lo- there's no nine to five when you're self-employed. No. And um, Amir, my partner, same thing. Like his phone rings, he goes. So often there's times where I'm going home after a long day of work and then he's like, I got a call, I got to go. So you're gonna have to get me, get my son, get dinner, do bedtime for both of them, take the dog out, I'll see at nine and I'm just like, okay, like all the what time. What are you going to do? Yeah. So you just suck it up. And I think that's one thing motherhood has given me like the ability to like reach deep down and just be like, suck it up. There's no poor me. They're your kids. You had them. They're your responsibility. Yep. You love them. Just make the best of it. Like, you know what? Don't be a miserable mom. Get it done. That's it. <laughs> uh, side note, though, you're allowed to have your miserable moments and you're allowed to go hide in the kitchen or the bathroom for a few minutes. <laughs> And have snacks. 
<laughs> well, sometimes I'll talking take a, a lot about crying. snacks. I take a selfie sometimes of myself sitting in our kitchen and I'll send it to Mark and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like hiding from your children. Having that, like hide and go seek. They haven't found me yet. That's when they're my children. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hiding from your children right now because they're driving me crazy. I mean, it's, it's all worth it. It's all good. And yeah, anybody who's in this profession and had questions about EI, really just go on the Service Canada website. There are instructions on how to apply, how to get your code mailed to you, how to set up your account, your Service Canada account, and how to actually uh, sign the contract with the government. And then once you're in the contract for 12 months or more, that's when you can make claims. But if you decide, you can start trying. <laughs> but I mean, if you decide that you want to opt out, just make sure you make that decision before you make a claim. Because yes, once you've made a claim, then you're paying into EI for the remainder of your self-employed career. Okay, I have a question then. When you said up until your self-employment ends, that's when, like, let's say you go back and get a nine to five, a, well, because a regular when you, job. Yeah, when you get a you regular job, you're paying EI yep. anyway. So you won't have to pay the way you were when you were self-employed. So if you, let's say you work for a company for five years, or whatever, however long, and then you stop and you go back to being self-employed again, can does that EI like pick up again? Do you know like what happens Oh, that's there? a good question. I actually don't know. So that would be a good... <laughs> my assumption would be... My assumption... Just, would just be, pick back up and you're ready to... No, you know what? I, I will have to look into that. I actually don't know. I never thought about that, like being self-employed mm -hmm. and then deciding to go get a job and not work for yourself anymore, but then yeah. go work for yourself again. I don't know. I feel like once I got registered, I never want to let this registration go. So it'll be something that I can do like on the side for like practically the rest of... <laughs> as long as I'm moving, but yeah. you know what I mean? So that's all. Any other questions, monsieur? I don't know. I don't think so. Motherhood sounds hard. You had in self-employment, you had in being a massage therapist, it sounds fucking impossible. It's it's not fucking impossible. Like Megan said, I'm, I'm with her. I would take this over having a nine to five where I'm being told what to do. Because mm -hmm. to me, that's just, you know, that's the hardest part of having kids is not being able like to have strain. your own schedule. Yeah. So I'm choosing this, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. To be self-employed with children. I mean, with anything, there's pros and cons, mm -hmm. right? Like being self-employed, yeah, you've got flexibility, you make your own schedule. But on the other hand, because you're self-employed, you've got to be accountable to yourself. Nobody else is going to do the work. Exactly. So you actually end up probably working 10 times harder because it's your company, it's your baby, you know, yeah. you want to make sure everything's perfect. Yeah. So yeah, Mark does work really long hours, which in turn means I do a lot of momming on my own. Yeah. But I mean, there are single moms who work nine to fives. You know what? They fucking make it work. Yeah. There's always a way to make it work. You just have to figure out what works for you and everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, being being a mom is hard. And I'm glad that people can say that now without being scrutinized. Like there was such a, yeah. a stigma about that before. It was like, you know, if you're a mom, you've got to be smiling and happy and <laughs> everything's great. And your kids need to see that you're always happy all the time. No, you're also a fucking human and keeping other humans alive and keeping them entertained and teaching them every single thing about mm -hmm. the world because everything is new to them. Yeah. Like the why? 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 Oh, we're Why? just starting to get Why? there. Why? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. Yeah, that's because you're, you're only that's there a couple time. hours a day. <laughs> After like 12 hours I of whys, eventually I'm like, just because. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a book. Maybe get the book. Oh, yeah. I like know what book, book you're talking whys, about. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, um, I remember one time Mark coming home after a long day of work. So I had been with the kids for hours because it was it was a weekend. He was teaching a course. Yeah. So I had been with them all day. And now we, I think it was after dinner time. So we're approaching bedtime. Mm -hmm. 
And I literally had just had enough. It was just a rough day. Yeah. The kids weren't getting along. So it was it was a hard day. Your patience is like what those uh what do you call the Oh the the hourglass? Yeah, the, the hourglass, yeah. right? It's like it starts off, they wake up. Okay, you oh. turn the hourglass. <laughs> so yeah, by the time he came I remember he walked in and one of the kids did something that wouldn't normally annoy me. I am actually very patient with yeah. the kids. Like yeah. I will no, sit I and are. explain things to them. Mm-hmm. I don't get annoyed very but it was just, you know, I did it. There was this episode of how you're I met human, your, like well, you said. There's this episode of how I met your mother, where um, the one character, Lily, she's a kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. and it was you can do something right a thousand times, but then that you know thousand and first time, mm-hmm. that's when you don't do it right. So it was like this kid who was always drawing rainbows. It was oh, what a beautiful rainbow! Oh, another rainbow! It's beautiful! Wow, another rainbow! <laughs> We're gonna have a wall of rainbows. And then the last time, you know, when her patience was done, it was like, are you kidding me? Another freaking rainbow! <laughs> and the kid cried. Like those aren't even the colors that go in the rainbow. Exactly. So Mark had walked in this day, and I can't remember, but one of the kids did something that normally would never bother me. Yeah. But it was just I was at the end of my rope that mm-hmm. day and I snapped and his eyes bulged at me and I remember just looking at him and saying you didn't see the other hundred times don't judge me and I just walked away <laughs> I'm getting out yeah I need that's when mom needs five minutes yeah <laughs> he gets it though I mean he sees the amount of shit that I do before he's even got out of bed so yeah, he knows trust me I think if we got I want to try and explain this to my partner if we just get like a, a couple more little breaks throughout the day or the week or the month it goes a long way so I'm trying to implement like mom gets a weekend, dad gets an, a weekend each month, not a full weekend, but let's say a Sunday or a Saturday, one day mm-hmm. where you don't have as much responsibility with the kids and you can do something for yourself and not have to be like you needing your partner just to get a little downtime or you can go hang out with a friend or something you need. Do you right? remember and when we used to do that before you worked weekends? We used to take turns um, which weekend. Yeah, because you do a lot of courses the, on weekend, right? Yeah. Which of us was going to get up with the kids. Oh, so like if That doesn't was, happen in my house. Well, yeah, I know it's always you. <laughs> but yeah, we used to do that where, you know, if last weekend I got up with them at 7 a.m., he could sleep for another hour, hour and a half and I would One I would the negotiations, them. eh? Yeah, and so we used to do that where we'd switch off weekends. And like you said, honestly, it, makes it was enough. It makes a huge It was enough. Deal. Just for me to have that, I would look forward to it all week yeah. on Saturday. Yes. I like don't a, have to wake totally. up with the kids. I can stay in bed. Yeah. I mean, the th- truth is, I would be awake. Yeah. I wouldn't. But you'd it was just like, be by yourself, though. I didn't have even to if do it's anything. on your phone. Like yeah. you're just brain dead for an extra hour. It's fine. Yeah, mm. it was. By yourself, it was brain dead. <laughs> it was enough. Yeah. And I think that anyone who's listening, who's um, got a partner who is the primary caregiver for the children give them that just give them that yes and it's good for you it's it's good for you yeah whether it's dad taking care of the kids or whomever yeah whomever is the primary caregiver just remember that during the day they never get a second that is theirs yeah give them an hour that is theirs yeah and don't get a pet don't get a dog (laughs) when you have (laughs) little kids okay people this is for older kids do not get a dog (laughs) Mm -hmm. well we don't have to worry about that we're not really pet no man i'm not a dog person we weren't dog people either but we became one and you guys got that dog before having kids like she was like a year and a half so then she was still like a puppy practically right so, do you remember when you brought her over to our place as a puppy and she pooped yeah. in my kid's playroom that didn't oh, happen. that was nice disgusting. that was nice she peed on my floor today she has a problem <laughs> this is part of the stress of having a damn dog in a new house it's like amir literally is like she's she's going to the farm i'm like she's not a farm dog she's like a little sit at home in the city dog so 
Anybody looking for a French bulldog fawn? She's really sweet. Her name's Lady. <laughs> <laughs> She's kidding. She loves her. Well, I think that's probably all we does have. Does a to lady talk even about. have an Instagram account? Lady does have an Instagram she does. Instagram account. Yeah. Nice. Shall I shout it out? <laughs> yeah, it's love from Lady. Oh my right? god, I haven't posted. I have so much good content, and I just because I'm a mom, uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of free time. So uh, if you feel like looking her up, it's Lady. No, love, love from, from lady. lady. Love underscore from underscore lady. <laughs> With bows. <laughs> With bows. I think that's good. I think we've we I, I think we've shown both sides. You know, when you are an RMT who either becomes pregnant with by surprise, we won't say accident, mm-hmm. or is family term. planning, then you've just got to figure out financially what makes the most sense. Do you need that extra money from the government? Calculate how much you're going to get. And again, if you go on the Service Canada website, they will tell you how things are calculated. It's all laid out for you. And... Uh, Megan's advice is exactly right. If you're going to do it, do it before you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, if you're only going to take a few months off, it becomes not really worth it for you. And just start saving your pennies the moment that pink strip light <laughs> lights up. <laughs> start that savings account, people. Yeah, Even I've, just for I've online shopping, <laughs> there's lots out. you'll need in the first year. Fun fact before we wrap up, um, when I was off those two months before I started getting my EI, because, you know, I had to wait, I... Um, I sold all my old jewelry. I went to one of those like (gasps) kiosks that buy gold and I sold a bunch of my old gold and got like a few hundred dollars just to carry me through that. Really? I have lots of old gold actually. No, I see. Because, you know, I need a couple extra months. Selling, Three to six is a little short. Selling your old gold. Yeah. It worked for me. That's funny. <laughs> At a kiosk in the mall? I always wondered, do they yeah. give good money? Like, is it... For what I gave them, it wasn't bad. Really? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I guess you need to know your gram ratio of like what a gram of gold, I don't know, goes for. Yeah, I don't know. That's for another day. Mm, what do I know? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me, I'm guys. sorry for calling you big at the beginning. You know I didn't mean anything about it. I know. Right? I'm cute. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like to come on for another... What Like... We got some more. I love doing this podcast. You should all try it. It's really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can be a recurring character. You can be a regular since you are my work bestie. Okay. Next up, uh, work bestie talk under the table. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Thanks for coming by. This has been good. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.